Hey Warriors and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. I really hope that you had a great week and some of you guys out there, happy Father's Day. You know, I don't know if you guys did anything special yesterday or are you planning to do it today, but you know, I took out my dad yesterday for lunch um, and we went to a cool place called The Roost, which is one of the places that's locally here that I do like. Um, it's actually based out in California and it's not a necessarily uh, a chain, but it's a... Uh, a place that it's kind of like they've been kind of spreading out to other states so they make interesting food it's kind of a mixture of american asian you know mexican santa fe like it's just they have different type of styles of food and the thing i actually got to have yesterday was a short rib uh tacos which is just two of them and then some tater tots because they're they're well known for tater tots and it was a good good time we enjoyed it and um yeah. So anyway, um, I, I thought today would be a really good time to actually talk about the next armor I did want to talk about, which is the, the Shield of Faith. Now, we have talked about Shield of Faith in some ways before, but I think this would be good for a Father's Day episode as well with it. It's one of the things that, you know, we watch TV shows and movies, we see it in books, we hear stories. One of the things that, you know, inspire us as men is to be protectors. And if you have kids, you know what it's like to want to protect your kids. And if you have daughters, you know what it, you, why you want to protect your daughters. You know, in today's culture, it is almost frowned upon for us men to want to be protectors, let alone being able to open the door for a woman is almost frowned upon because, you know, a woman can handle the door too. But the idea is it was designed to honor women and it is an honor for men to want to protect those that they love. It doesn't mean that a woman can't do it. It doesn't mean that the kids can't protect themselves either because, you know, we should be training the children into teenagers, into young adulthood to prepare themselves for adulthood. So, of course, you want to teach them, but does not mean we turn off our protectiveness that we have because it might offend somebody. Now, a lot of talk of lates is more about guns, especially the AR-15. And how, you know, why, why does a citizen need an AR-15? Why do they need a, a military weapon? Well, one, it's not a military weapon. It's a rifle. But two, it's because it's inbuilt in us to want to protect those that we love. And if you take away the ability to do that because of fear... That's not freedom. That is also not an opportunity to learn from it. It doesn't mean that we who actually support gun usage means we, we are encouraging people to pick up guns and shoot people. And I think that's kind of the twist that I've been kind of hearing is if you agree, then you're okay with people doing this. And if you disagree then you are all about peace, love, and caring for humanity. Well, the reality is, guys, uh, as some of you who are gun owners yourselves, um, it's the person behind 
weapon. Because it's kind of interesting that we talk about it because now we could talk about the understanding of the shield of faith. I mean, eventually we'll talk about uh, the, the sword, sword of the spirit. We look at the shield and we think, well, see, that's what a Christian's supposed to be. They're supposed to walk around with their shields up. Well, one, yes, shields do protect. And yeah, as a man, you know, my desire would be to protect my wife. And as my church grows to protect my church and the staff members that are going to be a part of it and the people who volunteer and even the young people that join. And if we grow to where we have children's ministry, youth, like all, all of that's going to start coming to the idea of that I do need to protect and I should protect and other men in the church should protect because remember like we talk about um in first corinthians 16 you know it makes mention to be on guard and stand firm in the faith and act like men and but do it all in love you know jesus even told us to love our enemies not hate them if they you know if they need help go help them if they need a drink, give them a drink. Because that kindness that we provide can be an impact in swallowing up that fire of hate that they have or hurt towards us, that they have this anger towards us, that we can, it just kind of fizzles it out. So the idea and the imagery of the shield of faith, for me, you know, comes with the understanding that in Hebrews 11, it states, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by this our ancestors were approved. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was made from the things that are not visible. So word of God in this case was literally God's word. You know, God spoke light and darkness into existence so therefore he spoke it into existence so he actually created something from nothing and to me that that is powerful in itself and so we have faith in believing that that god that is spoken in god's word is god that he is our creator, that he spoke things into existence and that he created me, he created you, that that faith and understanding that this is true, I believe what he says in God's word is true, that it is him speaking to me that's having faith because you and I have not seen him speak anything into existence. You and I were not there during the flood. We were not there when David became king. We were not there when when Israel fell. We didn't get to actually physically see this, let alone we didn't get to meet Jesus face to face. And yet is told, like, great is the faith that they had who got to be with Jesus, but blessed are those who have not seen him and still believe. So the idea is, guys, you know, our faith is built on the understanding that we believe in God. 
That's that's the number one thing. We believe that God is who he is. The next part about faith to me that's always stuck to my mind is the idea of understanding that faith is endurance. Like those two coincide together because when you believe in who God is and you believe that God's word is infallible and you believe in the promises that he has given us and you believe that he will provide, you believe that he's going to make a change in you, you believe that he died on the cross, that Jesus did die on the cross, that he died for your sins, that he saved you of those sins and now you're going to live your life for him because of the debt that he paid. You believe all that. And you could stand there in confidence that you do believe all that. You see, the idea is that if you go back to Hebrews 11, you can read further, like the whole chapter is just basically talks about everybody's faith. Now, some of these characters we know, or at least some of these people that we know, have other parts of their story. You know, because if you read verse 4 right off the bat, you're like, By faith, Abel offered God to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. Now, we know the tragedy that happened was Cain, out of anger, rage, and hate, killed his brother and was mad about it. So he picked up a stone and killed his brother. But yet, in this verse, explains how Abel was a righteous man. You know, then we go, and it's like a story about Enoch, and then we have Noah, Abraham, Sarah. Like, you go through that chapter, and you read about the different... Uh, people who had faith, the idea is that they all even died in faith. And remember, they didn't have Jesus, so it was through faith and the offer, and basically the offerings they did of sacrifice for forgiveness that God basically saved them. You know, it, it's so interesting to think about understanding that these people did not have Jesus. So there was not this connection of the Holy Spirit in them like we have it today that indwells us. Now, the, the Spirit of the Lord did you know, reach out to them and they, they, they followed him. And as he spoke and as he taught and as he told them what to do, they did it in faith. You know, like, for example, Noah's Ark. You know, you got to understand that Noah had never seen rain, let alone a giant flood that was going to flood the whole world was like something he could not imagine to exist because he's never seen anything like that. But instead of him saying, well, you know, Lord, I've, I've never seen anything like that. There's, there's no way anything like that is possible. He did what he asked. He told him to build an ark. He gave him the measurements. He did it all. It took years and years and years and years to do. Can you imagine God telling you that he's going to do something when you're like 21 and now you're 41 is when things are starting to happen. So you had to spend 20 years going through everything that you've gone through for him to use you where you're at. 
And some people, in some cases, I know I have friends that have been have told me that they've been called to do something, but it's been seven, ten years, fifteen years, and they still haven't done anything. And and they make excuses, and there's fear, and the faith that they have in God to do something like this is still trumped over by their fear of if I if I do this, I won't have the stability of the job that I have currently. Or moving somewhere else is scary. Or, you know, they just start building up all these excuses why they don't follow Jesus. So the idea is that faith is a buildup of understanding of who God is. Believing that, you know, he has asked you to do something. Believing that he has a plan for it. So even though the situation seems dire or seems like it's just like, you know, I've used before the dark valley or the valley of death that you're going through, it doesn't mean that he isn't preparing you. And the thing is like my mindset, you know, going through what I have gone through, the shield that I was trying to hold up, there was times where I felt like I couldn't, there's times that I felt like, you know, what's the point of having this faith? You know, it's just, it's just not doing anything, but what was happening was why I was pointing out why James one is important. Consider it a great joy. My brothers and sister sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you Maybe mature and complete, lacking nothing. See, that's the key thing about faith. I really, really do believe this is the key thing. You know, we focus so heavily on how dark the valleys are, what we're going through, the battles that we're fighting, the situational awareness that we see of the storm that's just pounding on us. And there's no way out. But what we don't understand is that because of all of this that we're going through, that us holding onto that faith, that shield of faith, believing, like I said, we believe that God is true. We believe he's the creator. We believe Jesus died for us on the cross. We believe that, you know, his word is literally his words. And we all his commandments. We love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, and mind. We love our neighbor as ourselves. We're trying very hard to help our wives. We're trying very hard to help our kids. We're trying really hard to keep our, our family intact. We're trying to help friends. We're trying to reach the community. We're doing all this because we believe that God can change. We have that faith. And, but it just seems like we're in this like constant battle of holding that shield up and basically feeling like the storm is just just pushing against us with those winds and there's like no way that we can hold up which is why it's also important about the boot the boots of peace <clears throat> they actually have a value in this whole thing as well but we're not going to talk about that see the idea is gentlemen if you are holding a shield you understand that a shield is not a light tool in fact, the heavier, the thicker it was, the more damage it can take, which is why 
if you ever played any games or let alone learn any history, you know that shields have different levels of material and strength. So some fighters, you know, because I always go back to the Roman Empire. If you know the Roman wall, those shields weren't light, let alone those guys were holding not only in front of them, but there was a secondary guys that were putting shields above the guy in front of them at an angle. And then another set of guys holding the shield straight up in a horizontal or vertical way, depending on the situation that they're holding above their head. Now you got to understand that is not a light armor piece of shield that they're holding up in those types of positions. Now, of course they interlocked, which helped spread out the balance, which, you know, is physics. And it also measured out the, the weight so that it was more not only on that guy's arm, which is also another important part to my thoughts, which I will speak a little bit after, probably after the second, in the second half. But anyway, the idea is, guys, those arms that those guys had were not weak. And the idea of imagery that's in James 1 is that purpose of understanding that endurance comes through the trials that you go through. So the more that you've gone through, the more faith that you're going to have that's stronger because you've built up an endurance in your arms to hold that shield in place. So like you know, I've mentioned before in other situations, it is very important to understand that if you see someone running around with a very comfortable uh, shield that looks like it has not gone through anything, that's kind of a concern. Because like a lot of people are like, oh, look at that knight. His armor is clean and, it, and it's sharp and it looks like it hasn't even been through anything. Well, that's what my point is of them being soft. They've never actually gone through anything because they've never actually moved forward. So they could they repeatedly say, "Oh, I have faith. I believe in God. I, I believe in Jesus. You know, I understand His Word. I spend maybe here and there in God's Word. I go to church. You know, hey, I look the part. I look like the Christian. I have the armor on. It even says, you know, Jesus is my my Savior on my on the chest of my armor. What else do you need? Well, the thing is, they've never actually gone into battle because when things got hard, they just you know took off the armor and say, you know, I don't want to deal with it." So the idea is we need to be understanding that even though the trials seem like it's just too much for us, God is doing something in us. That means any type of situation. Sometimes when God is calling you to do something, he may allow a lot of crap to happen to get your attention, to get you back on track with him. And the other thing may be is he's asking you to let go of something. And it does not mean I am saying if you're having a hard time with your wife or your children, that divorce or disowning your kids is the answer. What I'm saying is letting go to him in faith to deal with that person as you work on yourself and your faith. You know, that was probably one of the hardest things I had to do back when my wife was having her struggles 
is I was trying to be the protector. I was trying to be the one to save her, pull her out of the guck. But in reality, I could not. Which is why, you know, one of my things I tell you guys, and I've probably said it more more than five times in any of these episodes, is if you want to learn a way to love on your wife, pray on your wife. And I mean, literally, when you get up in the morning, if she, especially if she's up, say, hey, I'm going to pray over you right now. Even if she's pissed off at you or she's upset or hurt or struggling herself, a lot of times most people will not say no to a prayer. So you put your hands on her and you pray over her. And I was doing it in the morning and the evening. And of course, you know, I was praying in between, but physically when I was around her morning and evening, that could be a challenge for you to help you love your wife better. You see, the thing is what it also does, it helps you and your faith. And that's what I kind of mean. I had to let go of my wife and her issues and stop trying to be the one trying to fix it and give it to God to deal with. Let go. Okay, so that's what I mean by that statement. See, the idea is, gentlemen, is that you are building that faith that you need. And you are holding that shield and it's building that endurance. Let's take a quick break and I will talk to you right after this commercial. Hey, warriors, welcome back to the second half. And as we've been talking about, you're building up that endurance. Your arm is getting stronger. And now you're holding that shield outright. And this is the second part of why I think it's also very important to build up that endurance. Because here's the one thing I always talked about. When when we're fighting, <clears throat> when we're living our life, we always think that we're the only ones out in the battle. We're the only ones that are, are seeing the storm. We're the only, like, we, we guys especially, we think that we are struggling alone all the time. But what we start understanding when we start paying attention around us is that there's other men who are trying to build up that shield, who are trying to hold up that endurance. And they feel like they're always getting hit from every angle. Remember I talked about, and probably if you've listened to any of my beginning ones, I talked about the idea of the Roman wall that the Romans would make is the men would interlock their shields in, in some way that it was like a giant wall that nothing could penetrate, right? So it's the same idea for us men with other men to make sure that we see when we see other men struggling, we try to interlock our shield with them to help them build up that endurance, to work with them, to encourage their faith, to encourage who they are and who God is trying to reach out to them, build them up in prayer, build them up with scripture, build them up just by being there, by listening, by hearing their story, by responding in kind and being sensitive to other people's lives. Because, you know, I talked about in, you know, 1 Corinthians 16, it says, you know, stand firm, you know, on the faith, be on guard, act like men. But then it says right after, and, and do it in love. Well, guys, love does not mean being tough and showing no emotion and treating another person's hurt and pain like it's like, hey, you're not being manly enough. That's, that's not what that means. You do it in love. It doesn't mean you allow people to whine or to complain all the time about everything with, without any change on their side. 
because a lot of times it's change in their side that needs to be changed for things to change which is why i was saying uh one of the things is about letting go is that you can now uh focus on your faith with god it doesn't mean that all of your anguish and pain and hurt and and illnesses suddenly just magically disappear because you let go but i will tell you it does take a weight off it's like you have added more weight to your back while you're trying to build up endurance of faith when you didn't let go let it go to god to deal with so instead of seeing your faith grow you're finding your faith getting weaker because you are getting weaker physically because you're taking on all of that stress on you physically I mean, a lot of times people are like, yeah, but I can handle it. No, after a while, you will start collapsing. You'll start having health issues. You'll start having mental issues. You're going to start struggling in your faith. You're going to have bitterness, anger, rage. You know, we talked about the shield of pride and rage and how it gets in the way and what starts happening. Because you could start getting bitter to God. Yeah, but... You know, I feel like nothing. I feel so weak. And then, and I go in my head, I go, well, that's where, you know, I think of Matthew seventeen twenty, where it states, because of your, your little faith, he told them, for truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will, t- you will tell this mountain move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now I want to clarify this is also talking, this is like a part of the situation where uh, Jesus took a demon out where the disciples could not. He couldn't, they couldn't rebuke the demon. So it says, when they, cro- when they reached the crowd, a man approached and knelt before him. Lord, he said, have mercy on my son because he has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And from that moment, the boy was healed. So I personally think that the issue in the situation wasn't that they didn't believe that they, that they could re- rebuke the demon. I think they thought it was them that would rebuke the demon. A lot of times it's that mindset where I said that men think they have to solve the problems they have to do it themselves, but they forget that it's not them that's supposed to be doing it. It's Jesus. Because it's, this is not the only time where they had this issue. And the faith that he's saying is the faith in him that he will drive out the demons. It's not, they don't have the supernatural power of removing or rebuking a demon. You know, when I had to deal with demon issues before. It wasn't by my hand. I wasn't telling them to leave. It was by Jesus' name that I, that they were leaving or being removed or backing off of me. So the idea is, gents, that in here in this moment, for truly, I, t- I tell you, 
if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there. So it's the faith that, that you are <clears throat> needing to have through the endurance, through the problems, through the struggles, through everything you go through, that you will see movement. You will see God move. You will see God do things. It will not be impossible. It doesn't mean that you won't face the issues, that you won't struggle, and that you won't battle things. But having that size of a seed, and you know what a mustard seed looks like, it's like a tiny little pebble of a dot. But have you ever looked up what a mustard tree looks like? It's massive, huge tree. So the idea is when we believe in who Jesus is in our life, that little tiny faith that we believe that God is God. And the idea is that when you, when we are planted in that tiny faith of seed and we continue to nurture, nurture it in our faith by spending time as word, by growing in prayer, growing all together, getting involved in a church that's following the word, being around other men that are also strengthening your 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 walk by the way they talk to you, the way they pray with you, the way they deal with you, by finding people around you that also are encouraging you to grow and to walk, that you remove yourself from situations that will encourage your sin nature or that are friends that aren't helping you to grow, that <clears throat> aren't there for you um, to basically understanding what it means to trust God through it all that seed grows and grows and grows until it's a giant tree you see the beauty of understanding this type of faith is an understanding that we will have times where we feel rock bottom we will have times where our shield feels like it's just going to shatter into a million pieces. But because we understand that his grace is sufficient for us in the moment, and we understand by that little faith, we will be able to stand up on our two feet with that shield and move forward. Because the thing is, gents, when you see men, who you can tell that they have been through a lot their armor has shown a lot of damage that they are sta still standing there with confidence in God. Those are the type of guys you want to meet and talk and, and, and see what God has been doing. Now, I do think there's a difference between people or especially if there's men who look like they've been through a lot, but they're still angry and bitter and hurt. That's It's different compared to men who, who have faith and you can see that, that smile on their face, that peace in their look. Because they know who God is, they know where their walk is, and they trust in him altogether. It is a beautiful thing to see men who are walking in that type of faith. And like I said, those people, those men and women who are walking around with nice shiny armor because they want to just look the part, don't want to deal with anything that comes with it. When things get rough with them, they're, they, they fall, they collapse, they hurt. 
Sometimes they don't get back on their feet. Sometimes they walk away from the faith. Because they don't understand that even though they're going through all this crap, even if they're going through all the struggles, God has a plan for them to endure so that they can grow. Because one of the most beautiful things in my mind is seeing a man who is, who's gone through enough to know what it means to have the same type of battle with the shield and faith and walk. And then there's another man that he meets who's struggling the same way, is able to put his hand out, pull him to his feet, and says, we will walk through this together, my brother. And it doesn't mean we have to necessarily be physically next to each other, but you do your best to try to help the other person stay on their feet. Stay moving forward. Stand firm. That's one of my favorite images in my head is seeing a knight who is standing with that shield forward with his right arm or left arm holding that shield up front and tight his feet are firm the sword is in his hand and he, he's ready for whatever's coming as those darts are hitting but his feet are in a good position that allows him to be able to step forward slowly faith by faith by faith of every step and you could see the terror on that shield you could see even the damage on the armor on him period his sword you know needs needs you know has a little bit of damage to it because of the times that he's had to fight back this is why i said the sword like all the pieces of armor are all intertwined and connected and i may after i talk about each one talk about the connection of all of them together too as well a little bit more with more thought to it. See, the idea is that we look at our position. We see that we are going to be pelted and hit and hit hard. And if we have other believers around us that are also walking with the same type of battle, <laughs> scars and everything, you know, work with those people, you know, get connected with those people because they may have wisdom or experience that they can share and you could do back towards them with the same kindness and love and encouragement. You know, we sit here and we wonder why, you know, we go through all this and then we think, you know, what do I, why did I deserve this? Well, technically we don't deserve even the opportunity of being with God because of our sin. But we don't necessarily deserve this. It's just part of the sin life. Sin is evil. Sin brings, you know, the hurt and pain and agony of into this world. And the thing is, you got to understand, because remember when we talk about armor of God, right? It states that we are fighting in a warfare situation, a battle not of the physical but of the spiritual so it's not only sin itself but it's also the enemy trying to break you and the the worst thing the enemy can have happen is that in the hardest of your time the the lowest of your lowest is you coming out with stronger faith in god because of it because of the promise that is stated back like i told you in james 1 2 through 4 Consider it a great joy being thankful during times of trial. To be joyous because of those trials. Because you know 
that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So the idea is the more that we have gone through and a lot of these situations that we have dealt with, the more mature we become, the more complete we become. And we don't lack in that faith. So even if another hard thing happens, like comes in our way, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be like smack dack and hard where you like feel like you're getting slapped to the ground, but it could be less like a lesser issue. But now this time you're like, I have faith. I I've been through enough to know that God's going to do something through this. And you see another person going through maybe even a little bit, it may be even harder than what you were going through, but it's similar enough where they're, you know, they're seeking out help. That all you could do is tell them your experience and encourage them, pray for them and remind them that God is using this to create endurance. But you gotta be one, humble yourself to him. You got to let go of trying to figure out how to fix everything. That is the number one thing I think guys struggle the most is that when there's a problem, they got to fix it. You know, I've had to pull back on myself, but maybe you guys need to do that too. And, you know, because now, because all like trying to figure out the answers is starting to affect you, your heart, your mind, your spirit, your physical body. Because you haven't really truly let let it go to God to deal as you work on yourself, as you encourage those that you're trying to help. It, it's, it's kind of like an overflow of God's faith in you that you're also sharing with other people. That faith that you have in God. Because a lot of times we, we give it all to people but we don't we don't leave anything for us because we stop going to the water that we'll never be thirsty from. That's the other thing I kind of notice a lot of us do is that when we go through a hardship, we discover this amazing faith and we grow, but then we stop trying to grow because we think everything is good because we believe so that when you stop growing, you're not really feeling filling yourself with so as that faith is being filled into other people as you're giving it away into their cups you're not filling your cup at all and so it doesn't like you suddenly go empty and you're like oh what happened see the idea is guys spend spending time with god growing with him and all that is not just for when things are going great or things are hard it should be your everyday life that faith seeking opportunities that you should be doing and growing should be every day of your life a part of your life it should be a, a natural part of your system and not something just at certain points. This is why that whole concept of people who just go to church or go to the Bible study every week, but that's the only time they really invest in God at all. And like investing in God is also like seeking connections with other Christians and talking and spending time in prayer with them, you know, maybe having Christian conversations and talking and just building up that understanding of God through each other. Sharp iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a bigger deal and it's, it's something that you could definitely prepare yourself for 
and understanding what the armor piece of faith, the, sh the shield of faith, is all about. So I pray for you guys that you know you have an understanding that even though you're struggling, God isn't teaching you endurance or building up endurance in you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for these guys. Thank you for even the women that might be listening. I pray that you build them up, encourage them. But Lord, give them the courage to let go. Give them the courage to work on their faith in you, but still be involved in whatever the issue may be, but letting go of that stress, that hurt and pain to you to handle as they build up their faith in themselves. Help them understand that through trials and struggles, you're building endurance. Help them to understand that, yes, we're supposed to be protectors, but there's times where we need to allow you to protect us. Build these men up. Encourage them. Give them the energy. Give them the peace. Give them the understanding to step up in you so that they may step up in their battles. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you guys have a blessed week, and I will see you next time.